Before we start, can I just invite you maybe to close your eyes, raise a hand or two. Um, we're going to talk about some stuff tonight that can, it could all just go in your head. But I want to encourage you to kind of like open your heart and, and that God, just to invite the Holy Spirit, Lord, would you, would you speak to my heart tonight? Would you put something in my heart, give me a soft heart to you? That, that would just bring an adjustment and just kind of bring a joy that I discover a secret to life. And so, Holy Spirit, would you come? Would you be present here, I pray? We trust you, God. We ask you to speak to us in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, give someone a high five as you grab a seat. Thanks, guys. Cool. Who was here this morning? Cool. Pastor Sam started a series called Blessed. I think it's a bit more exciting than that, isn't it? Like, who wants to live a life that's blessed? Yeah? It's still not really. Like, do you want to live a life that's blessed? Do you think Jesus wants you to live a life that's blessed? Who wants to know some secret to being blessed? Now, if you know anything about Jesus, um, I was going to I don't know, it's not that there's a catch, but you know, he always kind of says stuff that's always kind of back to front, upside down, kind of opposite to what you'd think, like counterintuitive, countercultural. So you kind of expect, like, this is the guy who says, if you want to be first, be last. If you want to be the greatest, be the least. If you want to lead, then serve. So I'm totally confident that he wants you to live a blessed life but I suspect there's going to be something kind of counterintuitive about what a blessed life looks like. And, and, uh, and actually, he did say something. And, and actually, it, it's a saying that he said. It's the only thing that Jesus said that's not recorded in the Gospels, but it's recorded in another part of Scripture. It's found in the book of Acts, when uh, the Apostle Paul is kind of giving a summary of his life and ministry. So he's leaving this church, he's invested in them a long time, and he's kind of, he's giving some reflections on how he lived his life there. And so, he, and, he, and he said to them earlier, Look, I know that I'm never going to see any of you again. And so this is his final kind of thing to them. He says this, now I commit you to God and to the word of his grace who can build you up, give you an inheritance among all those who are sanctified. Then he says this, I have not coveted anyone's silver or gold or clothing. He's quite clear. This whole, this was not about me. This was not about what I would get out of this. I have deliberately set my heart that this was never about anything that would come to me. Isn't that a bit of a wow moment? Like his whole ministry, this was never about what I could get from this. And he goes on and says, you yourselves know that these hands of mine have supplied my own needs and the needs of my companions. I'm so committed to this that I actually worked hard so that everything that I did here was for you, not for me. I'm, I'm so committed to that. And, and, and then he says this, verse 35, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak. 
He's like, I was trying to model something to you about what life looks like. Life is about what you can give to others, not what you can get. Life is about how you can bless other people, not how you can be blessed. And that's where he says this, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, and this is not recorded in any of the gospels. This is where it's recorded this. It is more blessed to give than to receive. Who wants to live a blessed life? Who, yeah, that's got a bit quieter now. Like, who wants to live a blessed life? Who believes that Jesus wants to give you the secret to a blessed life? And what Jesus said is this, again, upside down kingdom, counterintuitive, counterculturalism. You want to live the blessed life? It's not determined by what you get, it's by what you give. It's not the blessing that comes to you, it's the blessing that goes through you. It's not the blessing that you receive, it's the blessing that you release. And it's like, Jesus, I'm abs- that's why I want, I want to encourage you to listen with your heart. Jesus wants you to live the most blessed life possible. And the most blessed life possible is not what our culture tells us is, by how much I get, by the house I own, the car I drive, everything that comes to me. The measure of the blessed life is how many people have been blessed through you. How many other people have experienced blessing and whose lives have been enriched because of the blessing that flows through you. Come on, many of you are living blessed lives, but everything in our culture just kind of can build up this kind of, I'm resentful, I'm missing out, I'm missing, and Jesus is like, no, 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 don't you, the culture of the kingdom, you're blessed by what you give, not by what you receive. Um, I was in Christchurch yesterday with my uh, daughter and granddaughter, and um, I'm, I'm just amazed by the kind of maturity of our, our daughter now, so she's only 26, 26, 26, uh, with eight-year-old, grand, but you know, like 26-year-old, she had a baby when she was young, but it's like, what are we going to do Saturday morning? Like, we're going to see how to train a dragon. Like, that's probably not what your average 26-year-old thinks about what is an ideal Saturday morning, but for her now, her life has shifted, she's thinking about what's going to bless her daughter, and she gets the biggest buzz by making her daughter happy. Jesus is like, she's discovered a secret of the kingdom. It's not what you get, it's what you can give to others. It's not the blessing that you can get for yourself. It's the how you can make other people in your world feel blessed. And so here, here's the thing, we're doing a series called Blessed. And, and I, I don't know how you feel, like, sometimes I feel like, Maybe people might get a bit confused because like at the start of the year we have kind of open heaven and encounter nights. It's like, oh yeah, I want to lean into God. Yeah, that's what it's all about. And then it's like, then we do the one another series. Oh yeah, I want to lean into kind of connecting with one another. And it's like, which is it? And now we're doing, and it's like, no, no, it's like, it's this image. Like we used to do camping a lot when our kids were little and it's like, you're stretching out the tent and it's like, I pull out this corner of encounter with God and then I'm pulling out this corner of fellowship and one another's. And, and now, and, and so it's not, like, it's not like we're flip-flopping, we're extending this tent to make a bigger space. But here's, here's the surprise, I think. When we come to this series called Blessed, we're not pulling out the corner about how I can receive more from God. We're not pulling out the corner about how I can get more in my life. Where if, if encounter is an upward thing with God and, and one another is an inward thing, here's the surprise about this series. 
the theme of blessed, we're pulling out the corner of mission. It's not about what I can get. It's about what I can give. It's not about what can come to me. We're extending this tent. We're pulling out the thing. We're, as Pastor Sam says, we're drawing a bigger circle. It's not my little circle of blessing. It's in my world. How much blessing can I release? I want to see my kids blessed. I want to see my community blessed. I want to see my sports team blessed. I want to see my classroom blessed. I want to see my city blessed. We're leaning into stretching out. The blessed life is about how much blessing can we get through us into this community. Not much how much blessing can I get to me. Uh, Pastor Sam looked at this passage. It's a... I don't know if this is a bit much for Sunday, 5 o'clock, but just it's quite an intense passage. Have a listen to this. When it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. And when the wicked perish, there's jubilation. By the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. It's like, what is that? It's like this thing between the righteous and the wicked and whatever. But notice the, the arena is not about their experience. It's about the impact on the city. Draw a bigger circle. The theme of blessed is like, how are we touching our city? And how you live your life impacts the city, impacts your community, impacts your world. Uh, But it says, when it goes well with the righteous, the city rejoices. It's like, when I see people who are godly, people whose hearts are right being blessed, people are happy with that. Why is that? Well, it says in the third verse this, by the blessing of the upright, the city is exalted. I don't know if you know, that's actually an ambiguous phrase, the blessing of the upright. Is that the blessing that they receive? Possibly, but I don't think that's the main focus because it's in contrast with the fourth line, what comes out of the wicked is what overthrows the city. Go back to the third line, it's the blessing that comes out of the righteous that exalts the city. Come on, God is looking for a people who release blessing. Come on, who not claiming it to them. If the city is going down the tubes, it's because the people aren't God aren't releasing blessing. Stop criticizing everyone else. The city is exalted when they're upright, release blessing. When the upright walk into their schools and their workplaces and their suburbs and speak blessing and release blessing and give blessing. And they know that when they do that, they're actually living the blessed life because the blessed life is not about how much I can get, it's how much I can give. The blessed life is not, I sit in my nice house and nice car and night, and there's nothing wrong with all that, but it's not about I sit in that and the world goes to hell. The blessed life is when I get to release a wave of blessing that touches my world. And if you could get this in your heart, if you stand at the end of your life, it's not measured by, the blessing is not measured by what you got. It's measured by what you gave away. It's measured by the people whose lives you touched. It's measured by the people you invest in, the people who are blessed because your life intersected with them, because your world intersected with them. Show you, this is a theme right throughout Scripture. John chapter 4, Jesus said, Whoever drinks of this water will thirst again. It's a woman at this well. But whoever drinks of the water that I will give them will never thirst. The water I shall give them will become in them a fountain of water. Hey, if you're thirsty, I've got great news for you. Jesus wants to put a well of life within your being. 
He wants to bless you with life. He wants to satisfy the thirst in your soul. Tonight, you can discover that well. How cool is that? You're going to be blessed through an encounter with Jesus. But then three chapters later, he says this. On the last and greatest day of the feast, Jesus stood in a loud voice. Whoever is thirsty, come to me and drink. Whoever believes in me, as the scripture has said, rivers of living water will flow from within them. See, there's one level of blessing that goes, I've got a well of living water inside of me. There's another level of blessing that goes, I've got a river of living water flowing out of me. And wherever I go, living water's flowing to people in my world. And my kids are being blessed because of this. And my school is being blessed. And my workplace is being blessed. And my suburb is being blessed. And my community is being blessed. That's the blessed life. There is an order to it. First get the well for yourself, but then let it be released. The blessed life, it's more blessed to give than to receive. Yeah, it's blessed to be receiving the water of life, but it's more blessed to be giving the water of life. Con, I hope your heart like, man, I want to be part of this. I want God to use me to be, to release a river of life to a whole lot of people because that's what we're called to do. Uh, If you notice, it says in the middle of that, as the scriptures said. So Jesus has got the Old Testament. It's like, where did it talk about that? There's only one place that talks about that. It's a vision in Ezekiel 47, where Ezekiel has this vision of of this temple and water coming out from the temple. It's a weird vision, okay? There is no river by the temple in Jerusalem, but he has this vision of this river coming out. Now, here's the deal. Paul says, don't you know, guys, you are now the temple. Come on, the vision, is, the vision is not that there's going to be living water flowing into you. The vision is that you're going to live the blessed life when living water flows out of you. Come on, how good is that? Yeah, it's one level of blessed to be having receiving from God. It's another level of blessed to be giving out from God to people. That a whole lot of people are blessed because you came into their world. Because you're in their environment. Because something's flowing from your life. If you know the story, he, he takes him in this river and it, it's ankle deep and then it's knee deep and then it's waist deep and then it's so deep that you have to swim in it. And, and then the, and the angel says this weird thing like, son of man, do you see this? It's like, of course I saw it. We just did this whole thing. Like, what do you mean do you see it? He's like, no, no, do you get the significance of this? We're used to the fact that rivers start in small kind of trickles and then get bigger, but that's because naturally other rivers feed into them. This is a supernaturally multiplying river. This is a supernaturally exponential growth. Come on, out of your life, he wants a river that just builds and multiplies and effect multiplies and this person's blessed and then they bless people and, and like you can't count how many people are touched with blessing because of the blessing that starts to flow from your world. Come on, some of you are like, I want that. I want to be the source of a river of life into my world. I want people to be blessed because something flows out of my life, not just into my life. That's the blessed life. And, you know, he goes on to unpack it, and there's a whole picture where the river flows and what happens. But the bottom line is this. The bottom line is the bottom line. So wherever the river flows, life happens. Come on, when you walk into... If you're, a, if you're a stay-at-home parent, come on, life flows to those kids. Wow. If you're in a hospital ward as a nurse come, on, nurse, come on, life flows to those patients. If you're working in a factory, life flows. If you're working as a lawyer, life flows there. If you're working as a doctor, life flows. Come on, wherever you go, things come to life. 
How blessed would that kind of life be that everything you touch comes to life? People come alive, people get free, people experience fulfillment, people feel blessed because you have arrived in their world. That's what Jesus said the blessed life looks like. It's like, man, that's going to mess with my head. I thought it was about, I just stood here and all this, I won lotto and I got a new house. I go, no, no, no. People come to life around me. And I give myself that. This is a theme, I think Pastor Sam mentioned this this morning, right through scripture. It goes right back to Abraham. God grabs him. I'm going to bless you, Abraham. But then down the bottom, and, the re- and for this, that in you all the families of the earth shall be blessed. Talk about drawing a bigger circle. Hey, bro, I'm going to bless you, but the reason I'm blessing you is so blessing eventually goes to the whole world. Wow. He repeats it again in Genesis 22. I will surely bless you. And down the bottom, and all nations on earth will be blessed because you've obeyed me. This is the principle of scripture. It gets repeated to Isaac. You know, I will bless you and all nations on earth will be blessed. God always grabs hold of someone and says, yeah, I'm going to bless you. But the real blessed life is when that blessing goes just from being coming to you to going through you. How big a circle are you willing to draw and go, my life is going to be blessed because my life touched this circle of people. Because these people experience blessing because of my obedience to God. These people experience goodness because I stepped out in faith. These people experience life because I gave my life to serve Jesus' purpose. You know, the book of Genesis finishes with um, uh, the story of Joseph. And that's a whole unpacking of of an example of this. If you know the story, when he's young, Joseph had this dream that uh, all these sheaves of grain kind of bow down to his one. And his brothers interpreted it like this is a dream that one day you think you're going to be real blessed and reign over us. He's like, yeah, I do. It's like, yeah, I'm going to be blessed. I'm going to be blessed. God's going to bless my life. He just goes through hell for the next 17 years, basically. And then he, and by then, he's come to this place where his brothers do bow. He becomes the prime minister of the world empire of that time in the middle of a global famine. And he solves it. And one day his brothers come, they don't recognize him, and they bow down before him. And he realizes, here's the point, he realizes his dream is now fulfilled, and he also realizes that's never what it was about. It was never about blessed to get a position or status, or or it was about blessed to be put in a position where I could bless a whole lot of other people, where I could serve a whole generation, where I could give my life and other people would find life. Come on, blessed to be a blessing. So he says this. He says to his brothers when they, when they realize that, he says, the bit that's underlined in the middle, because it was to save lives God sent me ahead of you. And down in verse 7, an amazing sentence, God sent me ahead of you to preserve for you a remnant on earth and to save your lives. This was never about me being blessed. It was about me positioning, God positioning me to bless you. Come on, any position God puts you in is not about position or status. It's just positioning you to have a greater scale of influence to bless a whole lot of other people and release a whole lot more goodness and a whole lot more life and a whole lot more blessing and a whole lot more wonderful thing. Come on, are you looking for the blessed life? It's all about how God positions you to bless other people. It's all about the circle of influence of people who go, I'm here because you paid a cost for this. 
Joseph wept. There was a pain. There was a cost to where he got. There's a cost to not just, oh, God, just give me everything great. There's a cost to going, God, use me to bless a whole lot of people. Use me to be a channel of life into a broken, dying world. Use me to bless my city and my community and my, use me, God. Come on, I feel like some of you, in your heart's almost, you're ready to do that. And God's rekindling that tenderness of heart that goes, God, I want to give my life. I want to live the blessed life where my life counts because a whole lot of people's lives got made better because of this. You know, again, when the dad dies, the brothers are still worried that he's just been biding his time and is going to get back at them. And he's like, no, no, you intended to harm me. God intended it for good. This, to accomplish what is now being done, not the promotion of Joseph so people would bow down. That's irrelevant. No, what is now being the saving of many lives. Man, I hope you get to the end of your life and go, man, I lived a blessed life because a whole lot of people's lives were blessed because of me. Because God used me to touch some people's lives. Because some people's lives were enriched. Because I chose to follow Jesus. I chose to surrender to Jesus. I chose to let God use my life for good. There's a whole psalm on this theme, actually. It's called Psalm, it's psalm 67. Verse 1 is this. May God be gracious to us and bless us and make his face shine on us. And then there's a little pause and that word selah which probably means like stop and meditate on so it's like the writer like just stop and meditate on like how cool would that be god just be gracious to me he's just blessing me he's shy like just sit there and soak it up how good is that and then he goes this so that your name ways may be known your salvation among god i need i need an encounter with you so that other people can be, God, I need to receive the living water so that your blessing can, God, I need to receive your blessing so that I can be a channel of blessing. Come on, it's not about me. It's all about the blessing through me. It's not about the blessing I receive. It's the blessing I release. It's not about the blessing I take. It's the blessing I transfer. It's what I give away, not what I get. And so then he just gets real excited. May the peoples praise you. May all the peoples praise you. May the nations be glad. You know, may the people. It's like, it's all about the bigger circle. It's all about the people that are impacted by my life. The measure of the blessed life is not what I get. It's what I give. It's about all the people touched through the flow of life from me. And then he comes to the end and just goes like this. The land yields its harvest. God, our God, blesses us. This, this is the final line. May God bless us still so that the ends of the earth will acknowledge him. Man, I want to live the blessed life. I want to encounter God's blessing so that it will flow to other people. I want to, I want to know the well of life within my heart so that it can flow out to other people. I need an encounter with you today, Jesus, so that tomorrow morning when I go to work, when I go to school, when I go to university, some people can get blessed through me, not just to me. Come on. It, it, Jesus said this in Matthew 5, picking up the thing. 
You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. It's not just about you. It's about the impact that your life has on everyone around you. God is looking to raise up a generation, raise up a church who go, God, it's not about everything that happens as we gather as equippers. It's what happens when we go out and the blessing goes out of us into every part of our city, every part of our community, because we are the salt of the earth. We are the light of the world. It's about what goes through us, not what comes to us. Come on, we are, I just love the fact we're doing a series called Blessed, because we're stretching out into mission. Man, I want to be blessed by being a blessing. It's a saying we are, this is why we, it's a little saying, blessed to be a blessing. It's this whole theme from Genesis. This is the message of the Bible. I'm gonna take your life, I'm gonna do something good in you to create a flow of life through you to bless a whole lot of other people. And the quality of the blessing in your life will be determined, again, I said it, I keep saying it, but the quality of your life at the end when you stand before God and say, thank you God, I live a blessed life, will not be determined by how much money's in your bank, not be determined by how much money you got, but how much you gave away. Not be determined by how many good things came to you, but how many good things went through you. And I think, man, we just need to get some perspective to say, thank you, God, that I get to give my life to bless a whole lot of people. And, and when that comes from our heart, like genuinely, thank you, God, that I get to do this. I could live a life in a little world where it's all about me. Or I could learn the secret to the blessed life, where it's all about what I give to others. And that's it, you know, the other thing we say, it's not about you. Oh, there's the secret to the blessed life. It's not about me. It's about what I can give to others. How, how do you do this? Some practical things. If you just want to suggest a few practical things. Proverbs 11, you know, the contrast, the blessing of the upright the city is elated, but it is overthrown by the mouth of the wicked. How are you going to be a channel of blessing? The first thing is by the words that come out of your mouth. Speak blessing. Come on, speak blessing into people. Wicked people speak stuff that pulls people down, that destroys stuff. Come on, the upright exalt the city by... The first way to be a blessing is speak blessing. And, you know, as Kiwis, we're not very good at this. We're not very good at encouraging. We're, oh, we just had, it's just fun. No, it's sarcasm. It's pulling down. No, it's not roasting. It's pulling down. Come on, we need to learn to be a people who release blessing in our words, who build up, who walk into it. If you're a teacher that speaks purpose and destiny into every child, come on, in a workplace that speaks to the young apprentices, like, you can do this. I believe in you. Come on, that speaks blessing. Uh, one of the jobs of the priests in the Old Testament was to, I, I love this, you are, you are to bless the Israelites. This is the kind of language. God bless you. May things go well with you. You know, God keep you. May God protect you and look after you. May God make his face shine upon you. May you sense the smile of God on you. May God be gracious to you. May good things come your way. May God's favor open doors in your life. You know, the Lord turn his face towards you. May you feel like God is with you in all of this. And the Lord give you peace, shalom, wholeness. 
May you experience wholeness. Come on, the first part of being blessed to be a blessing is we release words of blessing. And I love the conclusion. So they will put my name on the Israelites and I will bless them. You speak the words and God will back it up. You don't need a big bank balance to be a channel of blessing. You just need to speak words of life. Come on, this week, what about if we release words of life into our world, words of life into our schools, into our workplace? Come on, words of life that are blessed. We're called as the people of God to be priests of God who put his blessing on people, not his curse on people. Now, the other thing, Matthew, when he talks about, Jesus talks about salt of the earth, light of the world, right at the bottom, verse 15, in the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds. Speak blessing and then just do some nice things for people. Random acts of kindness. Do some good things. Bake some scones and take them. Put on a pizza lunch for your class. Come on, organize something fun. Just do some good. Everyone else is looking after number one. You go in there going, it's not about me being blessed. I'm going to put something good in my world this week. Come on, what can you do to do something good in your world? I mean, I saw it, you know, on the, in the news over the weekend, just had something about Jacinda Ardern paid for someone's grocery. Just do some random acts of kindness. Even the world acknowledges there's something about people who just do good. Jesus is like, I mandated you guys to do that. Don't be focused on, oh God, gimme, gimme, gimme. No, just unleash some goodness. Give some words of blessing and do some good stuff. You know, in Jeremiah 29, there's a, kind of taking it to another level when he writes to these people who are in exile, um, the prophet Jeremiah, and he you know, commands them, build houses, settle down, marry, have kids, and that. Verse seven, seek the peace and prosperity of the city. It's like, it's like, man, if I'm gonna be a channel of blessing, yeah, I can speak words of blessing. I can do random acts of kindness, but could I take it to another level? Like, here's the thing, I can, I can shout, Custard squares or donuts at work. But could I... <laughs> You're too excited about that. Next level. Man, I want to seek that this company would grow and win some new contracts so that these people's jobs are secure and they flourish and they get pay rises. I'm not just, I'm not, I'm, I'm not just doing random acts of kindness. I want to see this place work. And it's, maybe it's like, man, I'm just not going to... I'm just not going to shout pizza lunch. We're going to set up some um, study groups so that our, this class has the highest NCA results that's ever been in our school. Now, no, I'm very excited about that. But it's like, they're, they're, like, this is a different ball. This is another. I'm not just doing nice random acts of kind of. I'm seeking that my world flourishes. Come on, that our community grows, that this class grows, that this work, I want to see, I'm seeking the peace and prosperity of my world. I want to see this place flourish. I want to see people blessed. Come on, some of you need to think more strategically. How are you going to seek the peace and prosperity of your world? That's why the city is exalted because of the upright. Yeah, they speak blessing. Yeah, they do random acts of kindness, but they're the ones committed to the flourishing of your world. You know, I love the, um, I think Pastor Sam mentioned this morning, the first reference to blessing is in Genesis 1. And, 
and it's this. This is how ble- we think blessing is a whole lot of amazing things come to me. No, blessing in the context was God saw potential and he it said, God blessed them and said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and uh, fill the water on the seas and let the birds increase in the earth. Then the humans, God blessed them and said, be fruitful, increase in number, fill the earth and subdue. Here's what blessing looks like. You're the one who spots the potential and you speak life into it. So it grows and it multiplies. When I was younger, I remember a preacher saying, hey, people think they're real spiritual when they can spot the problems in something. Anyone can spot the problem. The real spiritual discernment, you spot the seed of life in the midst of the mud. And you say, be fruitful, multiply, increase. You spot the stream of gold in the, in the dirt. And you recognize it. Come on, the blessing, if you're an ble- agent of blessing, you're the one who sees potential and, and speaks life into it. Come on, multiplies it. This thing could grow. This thing could work. This thing could be fruitful. This thing could be blessed. Come on, you're the agent of God's blessing. So you can speak words of blessing. You can do random acts of kindness. You can seek the peace and prosperity of the city. But Jeremiah also says this. You can pray to the Lord for it. Man, I'm praying for my neighbors. I'm praying for my unsaved family. I'm praying for my workplace. I'm praying for my school. I'm praying for this city. I'm praying for this nation. Well, I haven't got a lot of money. I'm not blessed. You've got time to pray. Come on. God's not asking you to be generous with what you don't have. He's asking you to be generous with what you do have. It doesn't cost much to give words of encouragement and to pray God's blessing. Come on. We can pray. Come on, be blessed to be a blessing. Shift something in your world. Um, Just, I think there's a key that unlocks this. Because in our natural self, it's like, self, I want to be blessed. I want to be blessed. Yeah, God, bless me. Bless me. And and the the Jesus upside down kingdom says, no, no, you're going to be more blessed by not what you get. You're going to be more blessed by what you give. And I think there's a pivot point and the pivot point is this, it's the spirit of generosity. I love to release stuff out of my life, not take stuff into my life. And Paul talks about this in 2 Corinthians 9. Now he who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will also supply and increase your store of seed and will enlarge the harvest of your righteousness. And then he says this, you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous on every occasion. And through us, your generosity will result in thanksgiving to God. So God, I want you to enrich my life so I got stuff to give away. You, you need to get that a bit more. God, I want you to enrich my life so I got stuff to give. Because I'm not here to be a recipient of blessing, I'm here to be a channel of blessing. And that's not coming to me to hold on to. It's coming to me to release. Because the measure of my sense of blessedness on the, when I stand before my maker is going to be how much blessing went through me, not to me. There is an order to this. You know, Abraham, I'm going to bless you so that you can be a blessing. John, I'm going to put a well of life in you and then it's going to overflow. Paul, I want to enrich you so that you can be a blessing. If you're feeling dry, if you're feeling worn out, hey, God wants to bless you. But, and that's really good. And that's where it all starts. But then it goes to a next level where he goes, okay, now I want you to discover the real secret of the blessed life. 
It's not about getting more. It's about giving more. You want to live a blessed life? I do. And so I'm challenged. In my, yeah, thanks. That'd be great. I'm challenged in my own heart. Like, I'm challenged. It's so easy to kind of become resentful just to become tired. And that's where maybe I need to go back to the well. But I want to go back to the well so I can let that flow again. So with the right spirit, I just want to bless you. I want to do good things. I want to strategize around how to see you flourish. I want to be, I'm going to be praying for you. I want to see good things happen to you. I want you to enjoy the favor of God. I'm living the blessed life when you've got a smile on your face. When you're living in blessings. I just want to um, share something quickly and then we'll finish. Um, 20 years ago, Christine and I lived in this place that was really difficult. It was a place where there was literally a civil war going on. Uh, there was a tank parked at the end of our street and a machine gun post trying to shoot kidnappers. It was just, it was conflict and genocide and it was just like, and we're, we're just trying to be there and trying to like, God, what are we supposed to do here? And this person went away to this conference and came back part of our team. And I'm like, this person just outlined this fourfold strategy. It's like, it's so simple. And we're like, when they explained it, it's like, oh my goodness, that works. And this was their strategy. Number one, it's like, we're here to be a blessing. That's all we're, we're here to be a blessing. We just got to figure out ways to be a blessing here. That's all, that's what we're called to do. We're here to be a blessing. And then in, in, out of that commitment, we just build relationship and connection with people because we're here to bless them. I just here to love you. I'm here to bless you. I'm here to see God do good things in this place. And then the third step, out of that commitment to blessing and that commitment to relationship, it just created an environment for the supernatural and miracle. Hey, you're struggling with something. Hey, could, could I pray for you? Hey, you're, hey, I was just thinking about you last night and God just dropped this thought in my heart. Could I share it with you? And it's like, oh my, and, it, and, it, and then out of that, the fourth step is you're then ready to have an explanation of how that happened. Yeah, because we, we just believe in Jesus. And I just believe Jesus wants to do good things in your life. Jesus has sent me here to build connection with you and to bring supernatural blessing into your world. And here's the good news, you could know him too. And you could discover him. It's like, we're like, we could do that. That's doable. I want to encourage you, walk into your world this week. Your number one calling is just to be a channel of God's blessing. Can I invite you to stand? And again, I don't know how you open up to God, but maybe it's close your eyes, raise your hand or something. But I just want you to open to God for a minute. just before the service, you know, there's a thing about with Abraham where it all started. God came to Abraham and said, Abraham, I want you to let go of your life and I, and I want you to follow me and these two things. I'm going to bless you and then a whole lot of other people are going to get blessed through you. And I think some of us are a bit of afraid to step out because it says about Abraham, he didn't actually know where this whole thing was going. And I, I want to tell you this tonight, um, you may not know where this thing is going. And so, but, but just to overcome fear, and do you know what? I step out confident of these two things. God is going to bless me, and he's going to use me to bless a whole lot of people.
I've been doing this a long time. I still don't know where that journey's going. But I'm absolutely convinced God blesses me and he uses me to bless others. And right now, if you're just a bit maybe afraid to just let God, just to give it all to God, just let him show you that you could trust him. Come on, he's going to bless you. And he's going to use you to bless a whole lot of other people. And at the end of the day, when you stand before him, it's not going to be how many good things came your way. It's how many people did your life bless.